Welcome to Books and Nachos, a podcast for those of us who find excitement in the pages of a good book. From fiction to nonfiction, graphic novels, and more, we're here to help you find something great to read. After the guy was dead and the smell of his burning flesh was off the air, we all went back down to the beach. Hello, Books and Nachos constant listeners. I'm Arnie, your host. This week, I'm reading and reviewing Night Surf, the third story in Stephen King's Night Shift collection. Of all the stories in this anthology, Night Surf is somewhat unique. The story really doesn't have a plot per se, nor is it really horror, though terrible things have happened. Told from the first-person perspective of Bernie, a man in his late teens or early 20s, Night Surf recounts one night of Bernie and his friends several months after most people on Earth have died. Through Bernie's recollections, we slowly realize that a superflu, officially called A6 but nicknamed Captain Trips, came out of Asia and spread quickly across the planet. The group of friends are all alive, presumably because they had previously contracted the A2 strain of the flu, providing them all immunity against A6. And on this one night, there is laughing, smoking, fighting, and fucking. Each of these characters is living in the moment, but our narrator Bernie stands at the edge of a deep well of anger and despair. While the group thinks themselves inoculated against this deadly flu, when one of their group starts to show symptoms, Bernie realizes none of them are truly safe. At only eight pages, Night Surf is one of the shortest stories in King's Night Shift, but it's an important story to King and fans of King's fiction. I say it was important to King as this story has been printed three times, a rare thing for the Night Shift stories which we're mostly seeing first or second printing. Night Surf first appeared in 1969 in Ubris, the literary journal of the University of Maine where King attended. In the early 1970s, when King was regularly bolstering his meager teaching salary by selling stories to men's magazines, he revised Night Surf, and it was printed in the August 1974 issue of Cavalier, the first King short story printed after the release of his first novel, Carrie. The revisions appear to be mostly in terms of language. In Michael R. Collins' book, The Many Facets of Stephen King, he compares the two versions, and in the 1969 edition, the story opened, after the guy was dead and the fire was down to coals, we went back to the beach. But in 1974 it became, After the guy was dead and the smell of his burning flesh was off the air, we all went back down to the beach. A sign that King had, in five years, learned to revise his writing for a more sensory experience. Finally, the story, as it was printed in Cavalier, was collected here in Night Shift. In addition to King returning to the work a few years after it was originally published, I say this is important to King and his constant readers, as this story obviously contains the genesis of what would become one of King's best-known and well-loved books, The Stand. I mean, the connection between Night Surf and The Stand should be obvious. Both contain an Earth with the population decimated by a super flu that is nicknamed Captain Trips. The origins of the flu are a bit different. In The Stand, Captain Trips escapes an army base in the desert. In Night Surf, it's a flu that comes from Asia. But the idea of a virus that kills many, but to which a handful of people are mysteriously immune, is identical. It's very easy, in fact, to take Night Surf as a tale from the stand. 
to think about a group of young adults in New Hampshire, completely unaware of the major events taking place with Stu Redmond and Randall Flagg, and perhaps misinformed of the origin of the virus. This could be a side story to King's Opus. King could likely write an entire anthology of these tales of people just off screen during the stand, and I'd be one of the first in line to read it. The only real barrier to that is the symptoms between Night Surf's Captain Trips and the Stand's version. They start a bit differently. In the Stand, it feels like a cold. In Night Surf, it's described that triangular smudges appear under the jaw and some swellings. Those are the first signs. But despite that, it's clear that the idea of a super flu wiping out humanity is one that King held for a decade before the Stand was published and those who bought Night Shift would get the first taste of what King's next full novel had in store. Coincidentally, in 1969, King also wrote a poem called The Dark Man, which was when King first created Randall Flagg, the bad guy from the stand. Both ideas came from King's college days and would swirl around his mind for ten years before combining in a tremendous thousand-page adventure. But Night Surf's connection to the stand is probably the biggest selling point, and the longest-lasting legacy of this short story. Had The Stand never been printed, or had it not gone on to become a King classic, I'd probably have a very different opinion of Night Surf than I do. For the story itself is really grim and depressing. It's so short that the only character we get to know at all is Bernie, the narrator. The others around him, his girlfriend Susie, his dying friend Needles, other friends Kelly and Joan, these are all flat non-characters that Bernie can use to make snide remarks to or play off of. But none of these people are the least bit likable. When the story opens, the group had just finished killing a man by setting him on fire. The man was infected with Captain Trips, he was hallucinating and would have died anyway, but these young people hastened it in the most painful way possible. One of Bernie's friends, Corey, is the one who came up with the idea. He thought of it as an ancient ritual that might appease some god somewhere and keep the group from getting sick. But for most of the group, they didn't believe that bullshit. They just thought burning a man alive would be something new to try to alleviate their boredom. They are amoral brats who are powerful simply because there's no one around to defy them who isn't sick and dying. And the nastiest of all is our main character, Bernie. We see the story through his eyes, and he is a bitter and ugly person. He hates his girlfriend Susie because she's getting fat, and when she calls him out, rightly saying he's a stupid, unfeeling son of a bitch, he threatens to beat her, to give her a black eye. But later, when he's depressed about a friend getting sick, he's more than happy to take comfort from Susie in bed. It's a nasty story about nasty people doing nasty things in a diseased world. But worst, it has no point. I can sit here and project onto Bernie. Perhaps he's unfeeling because his old high school girlfriend, who he used to take to the beach, is dead. Perhaps he's a son of a bitch because he's so nervous that he may be the next one to get A6. All of this can be seen in the story. Bernie says in prose he doesn't want to die, and he reflects wistfully on the days before A6. But what I don't know, what is never described in the story, is if the plague changed him. When he was dating that girl Maureen before the virus, did he have the same nasty thoughts about her that he has about Susie? Did he ever think that kissing Maureen was like kissing a greasy plate? Or did the near genocide of the human race make him this way? If this was supposed to be a study on how the rapid depopulization of Earth would result in a dehumanization of the survivors, it's a point that isn't made very well. But more, I'm not even sure that King intended me to hate Bernie. 
Oh, he created a contemptible little shit in Bernie, but does King realize it? I ask this because while reading this story, I got a really strong whiff of another Stephen King work, or should I say a Richard Bachman book, Rage, the story of Charlie Decker who takes his algebra class hostage at gunpoint. Now you can hear my full review of that novel in the archives at booksandnachos.com, but Bernie in this story could very well be Charlie Decker from that first Bachman novel. The story on a beach could have been just one instance of Charlie getting it on by telling intimate stories in front of his classmates. I mean, the similarities are huge. Both are tales about late teen, early 20s kids whose lives are upended via the deaths of others. Both are first-person tales, told in a stream-of-consciousness kind of way. In both, the narrator reflects back on happier times that involve family and girls while contrasting it with the unfortunate situation they find themselves in. Both characters think ugly thoughts about those around them. Both are the complete center of their own world and of their stories. And in both stories, only the narrator seems to truly exist. Everyone else in the story is just there for props. It's no coincidence that King wrote both stories back in 1969. The two flow into each other so well, and the writing style is so strong. The rhythm of the first-person narration, the cadence of the author, that... J.D. Salinger type of vibe. They're so similar between the two stories that it had to be clear to anyone who read both books that Bachman was king. I think the only reason that Night Surf didn't put a neon sign that Bachman was king is because Rage sold terribly and very few people read it. But if you heard my review of Rage, you know I really didn't like that story at all. One of my many problems was that King's complete confidence that the ego and swagger of the main characters was cool and not cocky assholishness undermined that story. That the main character of Rage was such a disgusting human being was an issue for me. And that's a problem I also have with Night Surf. These are unlikable people, and if they all die a slow death from Captain Trips, I won't mourn them. But, and there is a but... By changing the setting from a classroom held hostage to a post-apocalyptic landscape, adding that level of fantasy to the setting, I can abide these horrible people a bit more. I can give them more leeway and blame their amorality on their circumstance. It also helps that this story is only 8 pages long. In Rage, I had to be in Charlie's head for 200 long pages. But here, I have just a few minutes with Bernie, not nearly enough time for disgust to settle in fully. And I want to add... Because this is important. I think King clearly used the same voice for Rage and Night Surf, but it's not the only first-person voice King can use. In these early writings, King played with voice quite a bit while establishing his own, and 6 out of 20 stories in Night Shift are told in the first person. Night Surf, I Am the Doorway, Grey Matter, Trucks, Strawberry Spring, and Sometimes They Come Back. And you might even be able to add a seventh, the epistolary first-person Jerusalem's lot. But in each of these stories, King has a different voice. He writes the words of the character, but he is not the character. One of King's great strength as a writer is his ability to get his characters so right and to find their voice, usually in dialogue, but in these cases in the first-person prose as well. There are some similarities in voice between a couple of the stories, but each is a distinct piece of fiction with its own mood that mood set by our narrator. It's just in this case of Night Surf that I feel King repeated himself. Our main character is Charlie Decker by another name. <laughs> I'd have liked it if King had gone a step further. 
Had he not been trying to keep the Bachman identity secret, King could have made this story a sequel to Rage. Had the main character been Charlie instead of Bernie, this story could have been a tremendous crossover, a merging of the worlds, a post-Rage tale of Charlie Decker after Captain Trips wiped out the Earth. But this is a mood piece, not a character study or a plot-driven tale. If you like or hate Night Surf, it's all based on the vibe. And for me, this story nets a zero. I don't like it or hate it. On its own, there's just very little here, but it does have a fun connection with my favorite King novel that boosts it, helping offset the unlikable characters. And to reiterate, really short read, but it won't stick with you. More than anything, reading Night Surf excites me for The Stand, the next actual Stephen King novel I'll be reviewing here at Books and Nachos. And yes, I will be reviewing that 1969 Dark Man poem here on Books and Notches as well. But before I get to the stand, we still have 11 more stories from Night Shift to go. And since now playing is stuck in Mangler hell for three weeks, I get to continue reviewing stories from Night Shift that haven't been made into films. So next week, I'll be back here at booksandnachos.com reviewing I Am the Doorway a story about an astronaut that comes back to Earth with an itch he just can't scratch. In the meantime, I invite all of you listeners to join me in the Books and Nachos forums to discuss these stories. There's a link to the forums from the homepage at booksandnachos.com. And also, if you're enjoying the Stephen King review series, I would greatly appreciate a five-star review on iTunes. Not just a clicking of the stars, but if you can also write a sentence or two to let other prospective listeners know why they should give the show a try, it really does help to spread the word and bring in a few more constant listeners to the audience. I thank you in advance for giving me a review on iTunes, and I look forward to chatting with you and getting your thoughts on Night Surf in our forums. And until I return next week, please remember to support your local bookstore. Thank you for listening to this episode of Books and Nachos. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word about our show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find dozens more book reviews at our website, booksandnachos.com. The music for Books and Nachos is The Right Prescription by Chai Weapon, which can be downloaded at podsafeaudio.com. Books and Nachos is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2014, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Trucks, Strawberry String, and... S- <laughs>